I'm RJ Bell with the sports betting headlines on a big Friday. Patriots dominate Thursday night football. They cover their fifth straight. After the Cowboy game, 75 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. Now 16 to 1 for the Patriots. Baltimore Ravens upgraded two points. Now with Jackson quarterback practicing, it was uncertain. Now it is more certain he will play. Vegas reacts. Baltimore upgraded two points versus the Bears. Otani, baseball, MVP, and it was, well, no one voted against him, as some people say. (laughs) And you know what? Millions of dollars, millions were lost by the books. One book in Vegas took a $30,000 bet. The winner won $900,000. Here comes a four-hour of the Vegas Truth covering all that and more. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 This is Straight Out of Vegas. With the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I doubt the future. I doubt the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. You heard it, I'm R.J. We're live in Las Vegas, live on a big Friday. Live on 225 FSR stations. FSR stations across this great nation. It is unanimous, the acclaim, (laughs) for me. Also joining A.J. Hoffman, the fan who beats the man. Thanks, R.J. Great to be here. Uh, The Patriots continued their run of dominance with a really impressive performance on Thursday Night Football. The MLB awarded their MVPs, a couple long shots, and a two-time MVP made his case for a third last night. What is the Vegas lead, R.J.? We're going Thursday Night Football. We do every Friday, but... You know, this is a. I think there's a couple big stories from this, but we got a big show, so we're gonna make it nice and brisk. Let's take a look at the Patriots, who moved to seven and four with a 25 nothing win over Atlanta, covering all numbers. Atlanta falls to four and six with the loss. Okay, we said it, and it is being reinforced. Is the Patriots historically trend upwards more than any other team throughout the season? And not saying in any given year another team might do, you know, trend up more. But if you take an average over five years, ten years, Patriots trend up. Why? Since 2011, the new CBA, it's been more difficult to get the team ready with less practice time in the offseason, less offseason camps, all those things. Some of them are not compulsory like they used to be. And it's a situation where... Belichick doesn't believe he has the time. So what does he do? He says September, for me, is an extended preseason. He tries to win, but he's also got an eye on the future. Okay, what have we seen? Pat started okay in September, and now they're surging. Five straight covers. And their Super Bowl odds, as we said, they were at a low point, 75-1, to now 16-1. to In an AFC... I'd make the case that there is no super strong dominant team. In fact, I don't think objectively you can say there is. Okay, why did have the Patriots trended up maybe more than a typical year? Well, 
rookie quarterback. You're going to have a trend line, a learning curve with him. And COVID still had some restrictions. And because of that, it was even less likely to get ready in that limited preseason camp time. And what you're seeing with the Pats is an up arrow, especially the defense. I'll get into that in a moment. I'm R.J. Bell. We're straight out of Vegas. A.J. Hoffman, if you were writing a Chiron for this game and your take on it, or maybe a video title, what would you lead with? The Patriots now, if you if you took a snapshot this week in the NFL, are probably one of the five best teams in the league. Ooh, okay. Now, Super Bowl, I'd say they're the tenth favor. Well, that's so fair. You like them more? I like. Them. I, I like them more right now. But here's the deal. Well, they, I mean, obviously, yeah, you the, can't tell the future, but we can try to predict the future. Yes. New England trends better. You think there's a reason they won't here? No, I don't think there's a reason they won't. They may continue to 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 continue to get better. What I'm saying is the defense. A lot of people didn't talk about what they were missing defensively last year, and getting all those guys back this year has almost been like another influx of talent. Every year, everybody gets the draft. So, these are the COVID opt-outs. Which they had multiple High Tower of. being the biggest name. Yeah, and, and when you add in guys not replenished through the draft, basically, they got a replenishment of veteran, high-end guys. And Matt Judon's playing at a very high level. All these defensive players are starting to gel now after not playing together a year ago. The defense is at a high level. The quarterback's getting better every week. And the, the Patriots in the last three weeks, have run the ball better than anybody in the league besides the Eagles. They've got a real running game going. They've got a really balanced attack on both sides of the ball. Okay, now buried in there, you made a a very interesting point, which was the defense, which in general, you think Pat's defense steady as you go, but because of the combination of opt-outs and then some additions through free agency, this team needed to get cohesive and that's going to happen over time. We talk about O-lines yeah. doing that. You're saying, hey, this defense naturally is going to trend up even more in a typical one because they haven't played together as much. Yes. Very good point. How well are they playing now? These are... Oh, go ahead. I was going to do the drive. Oh, I, I, down I, I was going to say, I, th- I think, right, I, th- I thought you were asking me, but no, uh, please just tell us. No, is uh, it's called a rhetorical question. Gotcha. <laughs> but the funny thing is, I see your point because the way I said it, but like I turned my back to turn to the paper. <laughs> you thought, boy, he must not like that answer. No, it was a very good answer, AJ Hoffman. Okay, you got, how'd your prop do? Winner, winner. Oh, my God. So, you were over 70%. Now, you're over 70 even more. I'm further over 70. (laughs) Okay. Directionally, I'm right there. Thank you. All right. Carolina, second half. So, we're going to go two and a half games. Here's the result of the Carolina offense against the New England defense. Punt. Interception. 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 Lost on downs. Not a lot of points coming from that. I don't think it, I don't think you get points for any of those maybe, things. No, I mean maybe in some kind of wacky fantasy league, <laughs> you know, that I would want to be no part of. Then the Browns. This is the game. Touchdown. Woo. Hey, hey! Wow. Okay. Good job, Baker. Uh, <laughs> Sign him. What? Do you, let me ask you. Do you think you're going to get in good at FSR because it, Colin hates Baker? I don't. I don't. And think you're gonna, <laughs> somehow you hating Baker is the key here. It's funny. I've been on this network now for what, three, four months. I don't think Colin Cowherd knows my name from Adam. Yeah, but it, that, the way for him to know it. Is by killing There's Baker. Another guy on this. On I'm the, saying uh, metaphor- metaphorically. The, <laughs> metaphorically. Another guy on the network thinks Baker sucks. Here's the Browns touchdown, like we said, interception, punt, punt, and a half with the ball, punt, 
Lost on downs. Lost on downs. Punt. Hmm. That sounds like seven points to me. Okay, now we got some callers actually on this. Let me see what they think. Yeah, not good. Not me good. or Baker? I think both actually. Okay. <laughs> now we had last night, and here's the rundown last night: punt, punt, miss field goal, punt, punt, downs, interception, 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 interception. Oof. This defense is good. Very. And here's my bigger picture question. When did the NFL even make it viable for defenses to be good? Wasn't it just last year that we said, you know something? It's kind of stupid. You heard things like literally defense doesn't matter. And we've talked about this numerous times off air, probably once or twice on air. Last year, the top three favorites with the Final Four in the conference final round were the three best offenses. Then Tampa was like fifth or sixth best offense. Okay, so it was a little bit off the pace. Defensively, Tampa was like fifth. And then all three other teams were below average to varying degrees. But somehow Tampa was the biggest long shot to win the Super Bowl. You think, okay, sixth best offense, fifth best defense versus number one and number 22, number two and number 26. Boy, I take you know. I'm just thinking. I add up the points, and whatever has a lower number is probably good, right? Like the Bills, their offense is one of the top three in the league. Their defense is one of the top three this year. Now we can talk strength of schedule, but that's usually pretty good, right? That's pretty solid. Tampa was the biggest underdog. That's how little defense seemed to matter. But now all of a sudden, we got teams that are shutting teams down. I I don't know. I mean, my gut feeling is it's this Staley. Defense that now is able to defend the run okay, but makes it hard to pass. And teams are having a lot of trouble. You know, it's it's one of the beauties to me of NFL is how quickly the strategies iterate. That something's you know Tomlin said with the Wildcat years ago. It goes, oh, we'll eradicate that in the off season. You give these D coordinators you know time in the off season. They're going to figure out how to stop these offenses, and then the offense tries to figure out how to respond to that. It's a perpetual chess game. It's a ballet with three hundred pound men who may or may not be on steroids. We're not saying that necessarily, but they are strong. You know, some of the steroids aren't even illegal. So are you breaking the law? I, I'm not a cop. I don't know. How long? How long did you juice? <laughs> I've never juiced. Come on, never once. Uh, you look like Ivan Pusky in some of those pictures. Well, remember him? <laughs> yes. I'm R.J. Bell. That's A.J. Hoffman. He says that clear substance was nothing. It's nothing. We're straight out of Vegas. Vegetable oil. Closing thoughts on the game. Uh, I think there's one more thing to look at on the Falcon side of things. Oh, I don't think there's much. I, I think that they may. I know it's early. Arthur Smith is may not be a good coach. <sighs> I mean, all the penalties, nine penalties, 45 yards, including one that cost them a Rookie field goal. coaches on short weeks, especially this Thursday, struggle. You've got because they're doing it's a they're trying to keep their head above water. You ever, remember when you were you went to college, right? I think. Yeah. Remember when you were in college in that first semester, you're trying to find the building, and all of a sudden now when the pressure's on, it's tough because like the basics are difficult. I think generally that's the case with first-year coaches. You give them half as much prep time on a Thursday, big trouble. 
You may be right. I also think the Falcons should consider this offseason doing what the Lions did with Matt Stafford and moving Matt Ryan on. I think there's enough juice left in Matt Ryan that he could help a team. How much much interest is – I'll tell you this – I think Matt Ryan's worth less, far less than half of Stafford. I agree. I'm just trying to say, but is he worth anything? If I gave you this list of teams for next year and I said they've got Matt Ryan at quarterback now, do you like them better or worse? San Francisco? Mm, I, not any better for me. Saints? Yes, but it's injury. I'll take Winston. Uh, Pittsburgh? Mm, I'd take Big Ben. But, but he for won't next be there year? next year. Oh, for sure, yeah. But any qu- Listen. Miami. Um. No, t- listen, Tua. No, I take Tua. Really? So yeah. you think Matt Ryan's just washed? I think no, but I think you've got. I think Tua is. It, listen, here's the thing that that we get confused with Jimmy G. Jimmy G, when he's healthy, is probably if you want to be pessimistic, 18th best quarterback. He's certainly top 20 when he's healthy. Now, when he's not healthy, that's more frequent his injuries than most. So now the question is, how do you balance that? And rate him, but let me ask you: You are an NFL guy, or not? That's not your specialty, but you know the NFL well. If, if Jimmy G's healthy, you think there's more than 16, 18 quarterbacks better than him? I think that's probably about the right number, but I think Matt Ryan's one of them. But where do you go, Ryan, this year? It's hard for me to judge. I think everybody thought Ryan was completely done. Okay, and but I, you, ask you a question. I, I think he's in the top half. I think he's a top half so, of the league quarterback. But if he's 15 and Jimmy G's 18, <laughs> right? What are you doing? That's fair. And plus, the, the most valuable rookie drafted last year. I mean, he's been he's in worth hiding. multiple first round picks. He's been in hiding, but Trey Lance is the, is the future of the NFL. But I don't think I, don't I would if you take hear any sarcasm in my voice. I heard it. I, I I don't think I would take Jameis Winston over Matt Ryan next year. And Matt Ryan's contract in the next two years very friendly. Averages about twenty five million that's for it? the next just two 20, years. Just Tom Brady's salary. Well, think of, that's not Tom Brady's salary now. That's his it, old salary. No, it's his salary now. He stayed at twenty five. He just extended a year. Okay, he but, wanted the extra twenty five. But we talked about now. If you're a top ten quarterback in the League, you're you're well over thirty million a year, and Baker's not you know, on that list for should, you. The Cleveland should consider Matt Ryan. <laughs> and then there's the balance of it's not just one year, so now you have to have a second transition. Well, then that's a problem. Do you think Matt Ryan has a positive value the second half of the second year from now? I think Matt Ryan no. will be better for the next two years than Baker Mayfield will be. No, you're wrong about that. But we don't have time to explain. All right, when we come back, it's the most popular segment of the week. But you might think, well, what more do you need to say, RJ? Do you even need to tell us? No, I don't need to tell you, but I'm going to tell you. It's where we go over every game and give you one tidbit. But we're actually improving that. We're going to have the three biggest games of the week at the front and do a little jumbo preview and then the rest of the game. All that more coming up next. He's RJ Bell. I'm AJ Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I'm RJ Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm AJ Hoffman. In just a minute, we're going to get into the most popular segment of the week where we go through and give you a tidbit on every NFL game on the board. Yes, except Mondays. And then I'm going to have my best bet also. And we're going to have three games, the three biggest games of the week. And there was a tough decision. Was Buffalo Indy one of the biggest games of the week? Or was Philadelphia New Orleans? We're going to tell you what we decided here in just a minute. This is the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. It's true. Why? 
Well, the audience has more than doubled in the last year plus, and that's because of you. We appreciate it, and we're going to keep working extra hard. We got a big show today, so we'll keep it going right here in Vegas on the Strip. And by the way, you can listen on the uh, any podcast player, really. Just search for Straight Out of Vegas, catch up over the weekend. Here in Vegas, 69 degrees, Neon is chugging. All right, RJ, let's take a look at drum roll, please. The Buffalo Bills, minus seven against the Indianapolis Colts. Oh, that's called paying off a tease. <laughs> okay, this all is about the Bills' strength of schedule. If you just objectively look at the Bills and the results, they are right up there, if not the best team in football. There's a concept you hear it mispronounced sometimes, Pythagorean. There's a Pythagorean theorem for those who remember their Algebra 2, I think it probably would be. AJ, you don't remember that, do you? I didn't go to school. <laughs> you, you, it, they call I it dropped a, out in sixth grade. No, 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 no. That's false. I, the trade school. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen, metal work is important. Thank you. I mean, I'm not, listen, rivets and I can't. Pipe fitting. I, <laughs> that was the weekend. But the, uh, <laughs> what? Why are you laughing so it's hard? Not as much as I would have liked to get into on the weekends. I wish there would, I mean, would have been that, more, again, I wish I could have had more work on the weekends. But, but what was that? If you would have had all that then, you wouldn't have worked so hard to That's get true. here. All right. Anyway, back to the Pythagorean theorem is what it tells us is that if all you do is look at the margin of victory or loss or the net point, that that predicts how good a team is as well as pretty much anything. It's shocking. And some people say, well, against a bad team, shouldn't you downweight it? Well, they've studied it. No. Against, uh, you know, if you win by 50, the points between 40 and 50, that margin can't be as important. You know, makes sense to me. It is. So, to some degree, if you believe in old Pythagoras, I think his name was, ancient Greek guy, I think. I have no idea. Patty Grian was his name. Listen, dude, we've already ascertained you're not funny. Why, why do you keep trying? I'm just, listen, I'm just trying to rise to your level. Uh, th- but listen, no. <laughs> With the Bills, I don't know if they can be this good because it doesn't make sense to me. You look at their... I know they targeted some defensive pressure. Last year, the defense was in the 20s. The idea that it's amazing this year, I know defense varies. I don't believe it. But really, this comes down to strength of schedule. If you believe in the Bills, the line's fine. If you don't, Colts offer value. I like the Colts here. Last thing, Colts have had only one game this year, last game, that all five of their offensive linemen were healthy. They should be healthy this game. I like the Colts. Anything you got? Anything on this? I, I tend to d- disagree with you. I think you could say the same thing well, about because you think the Bills are the best team right. in the NFL. You said if you believe in the Colts or in the Bills, you like them. Yeah. I do. Uh, the but Colts. You, you have irrational reasons you like them. Maybe like so. you just dismiss. Like steal a game doesn't count. You just it go counts. nah. You just go nah. Didn't it go counts. the way I liked it. It counts. It's like, it's like the guy starts over the video game when he when he loses his first guy. It, real it quick. It certainly counts. But listen, the, the Colts have had success on offense lately because Jonathan Taylor's been able to run the ball really well. That's against. The Dolphins, the Texans, yeah, the, the Jets, what, the what Jags. What kind of run defense do the Bills have? Number one in the league. It's not number one in the league. It, uh, what, what stat is number one in the league? Where is that? All right, <laughs> give me the next game. I'll let you search for that. All right, Green Bay minus one against Minnesota. And by the way, he's not going to mention this again until I bring it up in about 10 minutes. All right, Aaron Rodgers, he didn't play great last week. But the Green Bay defense played exceptionally well. The Green Bay defense is trending up, up, up. The question becomes, if Aaron Rodgers is your concern, you don't have much of a concern. 
I think Green Bay might be a team you want to kind of look at at a Super Bowl bet. Um, especially if you got to go through Lambeau. And, and that's very possible. We saw it last week against Seattle. They were slipping and sliding on the funny grass. I like Minnesota here. I know I'm optimistic about Green Bay in general. This is their season. And Minnesota, if you look at the pregame.com fourth quarter win share in which we assess what was their chance, and it, actually the NFL puts out these numbers in an XML feed that we consume and then manipulate, or uh, I guess calculate. I mean, calculation is manipulation, but yes. And what we know is Green Bay is the second most lucky team where they've won more games than they should. And Minnesota is the second least lucky team. Whenever People can always say, yeah, Minnesota lost some close games. They say it, but it doesn't imprint. It doesn't have that same effect as when you see them win the game. And I think that plus motivation plus home field advantage, because Green Bay is not great on the road, I like Minnesota. I think Minnesota's got to have this win. I think this is a much more important game to them. And back to what you Thanks asked. Thanks for repeating that, guy. I was wrong. Oh, Buffalo. Oh, oh. Buffalo's number one in overall defense. Yes, yes, yes. Number two in D by EPA. Number three uh, well, in DVOA. Say, did what you say were the actual words? You go D E P. Like what? Say, what Rush say, defense uh-huh. by EPA. They by are EPA. number two. Uh-huh. By DVOA, they are number three. Mm-hmm. <sighs> It's interesting you use EPA, and I could get into the diatribe. It's the whole point with the Bills. They let you run when they think that it's... And you could make the case, hey, that's the whole point, right? Most teams can't run. Here's what I'll say. The Rams last year used this kind of defense. The Chargers this year do. Let them run because it's less efficient. But when you get a really good running team... It bursts through. Because the, the team that can't really run well, they're trying to do something they can't really do, and the Bills are right. Let them do it, because it's not going to hurt you. With a really good running team, Tennessee being a, how how Tennessee do against uh, the Bills? As you know, they, they scored a they few beat points. Them. They scored a few points. Continue. <laughs> All right. Kansas City, minus two and a half at Dallas. Now, what does this line tell us? This line tells us these are even teams. Now, that is... A statement, because if you look at Kansas City this year, you look at Dallas this year, Dallas is much better. Priors, what we thought coming into the season, is the only way you can like Kansas City. I lean Dallas, and here's why. Kansas City against the Raiders look like that they bounce back. They're out of it. They figure they cracked the code. No, they haven't. Because, not to get too technical, but the Raiders ran what the Raiders run, and what everyone else has been running against Kansas City, the two highs in the shower and all that, where they let them have the easy stuff, but they play man-to-man, so not really let them have it. It's, a, it's pretty interesting, right? You play, you press, you play man-to-man short, you've got some protection deep, Mahomes doesn't have the patience. He didn't show he has it yet. So personally, I think last week was a little deceiving. Dallas, I think could win the Super Bowl if their defense gets healthy. It's not healthy right now, so I don't if if they it was, I would like Dallas, but I just lean. I think the Amari Cooper news is going to push this number even further to the Chiefs. I think you may get a full 3 by game day. We're already seeing two and a half juiced right now on Kansas City, and I prefer Dallas if it does get to a 3 because I don't think the but Cooper But would you rather have Dallas with Cooper at two and a half? That's I would rather have the 3. I I think because they got Gallup back, I think the mm. the drop off is minimal there. That's a good point. That's a good point. All right, All so right. now we're going to double back 
back and do a quicker review of the rest of the game. Top of rotation order, Cleveland minus 12, home against Detroit. Okay, so what kind of draw? So do we know for sure the Detroit quarterback? Uh, we do not know for sure. Right. Goff did not practice again. Yeah, I mean, Goff has little hands. And, he, and when, when it's a weather situation, it's a problem. Personally, I'd rather, if I like the Browns, I'd rather play against Goff at a cheaper number. And I, you know, and if so, if somehow he comes back and he's going to play and he goes a nine and a half or something, I probably like the Browns. Otherwise, it's one of those situations you can't take the dog because the Browns are so motivated. But do you really want Baker, who's crying about his injuries now? And listen, he's a tough dude, but again, he's crying. Do you really want him laying doubles? I don't. And Tim Boyle, their backup quarterback, what he can do different than golf is push the ball down the field. So that does give them a, maybe even a benefit. Yeah, but if you're getting 12, I almost worry about I'd rather you be conservative and keep the game close. San Francisco minus six and a half hosting the Jags. All right. Will the 49ers be flat is the real question here. Because they had a season-saving win. Now they're playing a long. Oh, San Fran hosts this game? Nope, wrong. Ah, how is it that I can just look at that? They prepare it the whole day, and I look at it and go, that ain't right, is it? And it says host. Hmm. But we won't say his name. Okay. Yeah, because uh, he, uh, anonymity and obscurity will be his punishment. I'm RJ, but we're straight out of Vegas. Anyway, San Fran at Jacksonville. That's a long trip. That is a long trip. Now, what does that mean? It means they don't, they're going down there thinking the game's over already, but it's only six and a half. If you think about Trevor Lawrence, ah, the savior, he's been playing like crap, but the Jags defense has been playing pretty well. I don't want the 49ers because I don't know what their motivation is going to be. But, you know, if you don't know the motivation, you can't bet this game. Because if I knew they were coming in motivated, San Fran easy. If I knew they weren't, Jacksonville easy. I don't think any other factor matters more. How can you predict would a team that's been to the Super Bowl two years ago understand their season would be over if they lost and play hard? Or do they think we're the 49ers, we were in the Super Bowl, this is an easy one? That's the question. Miami minus three and a half at the Jets. I, I like Miami here. It's one of my favorite bets of the week. And the reason is simple, is the action of starting Flacco communicated to the team winning isn't our highest priority. Now, what are the priorities? I've speculated they didn't want it. Once White had a bad game, it was like, okay, put him on the shelf, and everyone's going to remember four interceptions, and there won't be any pressure when Wilson comes back. And he inevitably struggles because rookies struggle. Second-year guys, especially like Wilson, struggle. Sam Darnold still struggling. So why not play White? Because if he has one more good game, now there's going to be a lot of conversation. So what I'd say here is, the line did jump up, and you want to wonder, well, how do they know Flacco's not better? It was three. Flacco was announced. It went to three and a half. I still think, because, yeah, maybe that's enough for Flacco, but it's not enough of an adjustment downward for the Jets for the demoralizing effect Flacco will have. The Carolina Panthers, minus three, juiced, hosting the football team. 
You got an interesting con. You got this where Cam is the issue and, 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 and the reaction to Cam, and I think you're right. I think that Cam Newton, his return is great long term. I think it matters less right now. I think the really? look. Really? Whoa, whoa. How do you. You didn't tell me that. It's funny you lead with something you didn't say. I, Explain that to me. Th- th- I think that when Cam gets better will be later on after he's in the offense As for he a gets couple older more weeks. And older. No, I don't mean long term. I mean long term this season. As he's mm-hmm. more adjusted to the offense, but I think a quarterback coming into a new offense week one, week two, is go, it's going to take him some time. And I think well, him being... He, yeah, he started slow last week. Him being announced to start... Well, he hardly, he hardly played last yeah, week. Yeah, when you have two touchdowns, how much more do you need to do? But if he's going to play between the 20s this this game, I think it's a little different story. that he is? That he's been announced as a starter. I assume he's going to be and playing... You know, you know what's interesting? The fact they announced him as a starter. Now, part of that is Carolina's at home, right? Right? Unknown person is that Carolina correct? at home? Oh yeah, okay. Is I think they want to sell tickets, so they announce Cam starting. It sells more tickets, right? No doubt. But if they were smart, and they should be, they're going to alternate. I think because Cam, you're right. Cam in the middle field is probably not as good, and make the other D defend both things. Or the, you know, so I, if I knew both quarterbacks were going to play, I'd like Carolina more. And two with the look ahead, pushing through the three. That's a lot of a lot of. I agree. Uh, I respect. Agree. All right, Baltimore minus six and a half at Chicago. Now we had a big line move. We talked about in the headlines in which when Lamar Jackson practice it was like oh he's fine here we go do you really think off that embarrassing Miami game Lamar would be taking a veterans day as they say and then he missed two so yeah he's back and the line moves but is he 100 percent that's the mistake people make they make it a binary he's either playing or he's not playing zero or one it's not he might be 0.8 if he's 0.8 you gotta like the Bears Philadelphia Eagles minus two hosting the Saints Okay, I'm going to make this my best bat. So, this will be my best bat. First, though. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Fox Sports Radio, I'm A.J. Hoffman. He's the voice of Vegas, R.J. Bell. My best bat is going to be on the Philadelphia-New Orleans game. We've been red hot, and I might have a bonus parlay associated with that same game. Tennessee minus 10 hosting the Houston Texans. And that'll be in a few minutes. This has to be the flat spot. Tennessee has had a gauntlet of tough opponents. And we've said they're going to be flat here. They're going to be flat here. They're going to be flat. Houston is the definition of the team you're flat against. Doesn't mean they're going to lose. It means the intensity won't be there. I like Houston, and they burnt me more than matches did when I was a kid. Cincinnati Bengals minus one at the Las Vegas Raiders. You know, one time I got a neighborhood kid to stick a wire into a live socket to see what would happen. I was only four or five. They, his parents were mad. <laughs> was it at his house? Yeah, why would I do it with my well, saga? That'd be stupid. I, it would be stupid. <laughs> what game are we looking at, Cincy? Cincy minus one at the Raiders. All right, Cincy off the bye, they were the number one seed in the AFC, like, what, 14 days ago or a little less, or a little more. And now they're not being respected. I think the truth is somewhere in between. Raiders give them a ton of credit the way that they the way that they persevered through the turmoil, but maybe this is a, uh, a delayed effect because they seem to be off. And let's not forget, it's not just the emotional side of this. When Ruggs, who was their deep threat, is taken away, it's had a material difference. I would have a strong lean to Cincinnati. Arizona minus two at Seattle. 
All right, what's the health of Russell Wilson? How can you bet this game after watching last week and now not knowing what the extra week does? If he's only 10% better, biggest bet of the year on Arizona, right? If he is not better, you know, if he's 100%, you got to like Seattle. It's like some of these games have a single, oftentimes unknowable question. And if you can identify that, you can avoid acting like or thinking, fooling yourself that you know something that you don't. Real quick, Kyler Murray, what is his official status right now? Questionable. Game time decision. Here's the thing you got to know about Kyler. When he's less than 100%, it affects him greatly. Some quarterbacks can play banged up. Other, And I'm not saying he's not tough. I'm saying he's affected by his injuries, especially with his running. A list of quarterbacks who have missed a game and come back and played poorly the first game back. Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Dak Prescott, Baker Mayfield, Tyrod Taylor. Uh, Dak Prescott's not on that list. You can't say he played poorly against Tampa Bay. You can't. Oh, are you oh, talking about Tampa. Oh, the game he missed and then uh, came back well, from? Tampa was the first game of the good season. Good point. Good point. But you, when I said that about no Tampa, you were defending he didn't play well against Tampa. No, he played fine against Tampa. I, I, I must have misheard I, you. I, I agree. Okay. So, uh, so actually, say that one more time. The the uh, the list. list. Russell Wilson. Is this a comprehensive list of quarterbacks? This quarterbacks list? who have missed a game and then Go come ahead. back. Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Dak Prescott, Baker Mayfield, Tyrod Taylor all played below average games when they came back from injury. That's good. All right. When we come back, we got my best bet. We got AJ's best bet. What else do you need? Uh, that's coming up next. He's RJ Bell. I'm AJ Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Right out of Vegas. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm A.J. Hoppin. Let's wrap this up with the L.A. Chargers minus five and a half hosting the banged up Pittsburgh Steelers. If we were flipping a coin, what's the worst you think I could do predicting a coin flip? You know, we often say drunk babies flipping coins hit 50 percent. You think your researcher should maybe get things right? 51 percent? Would be nice. I mean, that'd be a nice goal, wouldn't it? What? You got to wonder about the country. Because, like, imagine someone walks in and he's like, yep, he's a Yale graduate. And look, and then all of a sudden it's like, you know, he's 49% on 50-50. Oh. Oh, what are you thinking? <laughs> you know what it does? It actually makes all the anti-education people. They're like, see, it's a waste. All that student, like, you know, Ivy Leagues, it's all political. That's why you liked me, because I'm a welder. It, well, listen, I, I didn't think you went to high school. So, I mean, now it's, I'm, I'm not sure I would have hired you, but go ahead. Chargers minus five and a half hosting the Steelers. Steelers' injuries are substantial. And you might think, doesn't the market account for that? One of the places where the market doesn't account is when there's cluster injuries. And I say that word probably eight times a month, but it's important. If you have one person out at a position group, the next person up, you might not know his name as well, but he's not that much worse usually. Usually, Now, if it's you know one of the best players in the league, yeah, it's going to be a drop-off. Like T.J. Watt. T.J. Watt, it's going to be a drop <laughs> But then when you have, let's say, two or three people out at a position, now it's like, wow, you got to go from the first and the second to the third and the fourth, and now the nickel corner is going to be the fifth. It gets worse. Now, even if it's a Fitzpatrick and Watt, you would say, well, one's in the defensive backfield, one's on the front. 
But when a front is weak because, let's say, Watt's out, they, they adjust by doing something different in the defensive backfield. If you, you can't compensate in two different places, right? They talk about compensating for a bad knee. If both knees are bad, what do you do? You don't, right? So I think it's hard to bet Pittsburgh here. One thing to watch with Staley, he got conservative. He w- he's been exalted by the intelligentsia of the NFL because he's gone for it on fourth down so much. But they punted fourth and six for midfield in the second quarter, 30 seconds left. Now, I, listen, he maybe he had some super advanced reason, but all the analytics people were squawking, oh, I can't believe he did that. So let's take away Staley losing his nerve for the Chargers. Interesting. I can't bet Pittsburgh. I think also Ben Roethlisberger coming back. We've just talked about all these quarterbacks who have missed a game, then come back. Ben's a man. (laughs) All right. Well, we got A.J. Hoffman with his best bet. Come on, baby. (laughs) $80,000. Let's go with South Alabama plus 28 against Tennessee. One of the big games. There you go. One of the big boys. Tennessee obviously just coming off that game against Georgia where they got smacked around. get it. That's Georgia. But South Alabama is a top 50 defense nationally. Hold opponents to 320 yards a game. So, they're in a good spot here. Uh, two defenses at grade in the top 50, both ahead of Tennessee. So, they're feeling good. The only FBS teams Tennessee's beat by four touchdowns this year, Bowling Green and Missouri, two of the worst defenses they've seen all season. South Alabama has enough to hang on that side of the ball against a team with no motivation for margin, who just got smacked around by a bully last week. South Alabama, plus 28. I wonder how many people, when they hear AJ start his college football obscure pick, they turn and say, Oh, what did you say, honey, to the wife? <laughs> and then, but then they, they, they got to wait until we get, you know what we got to do? We got to do something in which we like play like a drop or something right before you say the best bat. Like, so you do all what you did, blah, 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 blah. And then, this is the game that people are going to talk about for years to come. And then you say, South Carolina State, but but in this case, South Alabama, <laughs> plus 28 at Tennessee. The Tennessee Volunteers, big name team, big brand team. Mm-hmm. Is that on uh, the ESP? Is that the ABC night game? I don't think it's the ABC night <laughs> okay. game. Okay. All right. Now, I've got a best bet. And you it's a big game. You've had your turn. Okay. I've got a best bet, and you might have heard of these teams, <laughs> the Philadelphia Eagles and the Saints. Now, AJ, I'm going to give him credit. He was the first to really point out, and again, it was just early in the week, but hey, let's give the guy credit about how, and you'll talk about it here in a second, AJ, the Saints D, which is different than the Eagles' opponents recently. Yeah, the last four opponents where the Eagles have had all the success, the Raiders, Broncos. Ball especially. Yeah, defensive, uh, run defense, 16, 23, 29, and 32 grades. The Saints are the number one team DVOA against the run. And Philly's been being bet, like we've told you, by this wise guy's hand over fist, taking off the rubber bands, open order, as they say. That's a cool thing. Open order, get all you can get. I think the Saints are match up very well against them. The Saints have played better than their final score. Last two games, best bet. And, and actually, Simeon's not so bad. Best bet, best bet, we've got the Saints. And we did, you know, kind of think of an open order. We had uh, a really big bet on Notre Dame, 5-1 to one to make the playoffs. And we are standing behind it. We love it. I got a bonus here. I like... Under and the Saints in the first half. And you've liked the first half on the under, AJ. Here's my rationale on this. And this is like a bone. You can make it a two-team or whatever. Here's my rationale is 
I and this is something Solak talked about on the Ringer podcast is Philly has to figure can they run against really good defenses? If not, this Hurts offense doesn't work. Like this could be an offense you bring in the next year, playing like they played the last three, four, five weeks, which has been elite. But if it's just because of the weak competition against the run, so they might keep running the ball after it becomes obvious it's not particularly efficient. Typically, a team will change, but if they want to see what they got, maybe they keep running and keep this game lower scoring later into the game, and thus, whole first half, they might be running a ton. That's why I like the under. I like the Saints anyway. Saints and under as a bonus best bet. All right, RJ, we are back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 o'clock Vegas time. If you missed any of today's show, including... Well, I mean, I don't know. Oh, Mackenzie's mistake. He didn't make him. That was the printer made that mistake, yes. RJ, as you the know. Computer, the computer messed up. That's right. I'm AJ Hoffman. He's RJ Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. Back next week with a big recap of all the weekend action. Right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas!